All right, staff of 50, we're going to be transporting the yacht to Lake Hope State Park. Yeah. <laughs> outside of Athens. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to Are You Ready for Another? The ongoing conversation about life, beer, and what lies ahead. I'm Kevin Murphy. And I'm Michael Moyer. On the fourth beer of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Eight Days Shoots, Jubilee, a CBC Citra Noel, a Breckenridge Christmas Ale, and the Great Lakes Christmas Ale. The fourth beer on our 12 beers of Christmas is a Day Shoots Brewery. Jubileal. Mm-hmm. It is their winter, a festive winter ale. It is 6.7% ABV, 65 IBUs. The hops are Bravo, Cascade, Delta, Us, Tetanang, Tetanang. Hmm. Never heard that one before. East Kent Goldings. The malts are Pale, Crystal, Extra Special, uh, and Roasted Barley. Mm. Obviously, Day Shoots is out of Oregon. Uh, I've been there. I've had their appetizers. They're delicious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a, 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 this is a festive ale. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, I, I've only had one sip, so I think I'm going to have to like pause and have a few more if I decide anymore. But what, what is your initial impressions on it? So, so my first initial impression of it is I really like this. Um, I think think i'm starting to discover the i'm i'm liking like a maltier uh holiday ale like the the ones that we had before um i'm i'm blanking on which one was very malty but i just something about that like thick flavor just Mm -hmm. reminds me of and i know i've talked about this before on the show but like I remember before I got really got into good beer and this was like right when Melissa and I were dating, we went to Columbus Brewing Company, like the restaurant portion, and they had a winter ale. I think they just called it winter warmer. And I yeah. just remember it was like, you know, my memory is probably making it way better than w- what it really was. But I just remember just being like, holy cow, this is like amazing. Like this is like like a better even better than christmas sale like you how you were talking like this is christmas like when i drank this winter warmer it was like this is christmas so when i'm drinking these like maltier holiday ales like it's it's stirring up remnants of kind of what that halt that um winter warmer tasted like that Mm -hmm. is so like in embedded in my memory um so anyways, that was kind of my first first gut reaction mm-hmm. for it. But I I'm 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 liking this. I yeah. I'm I'm I like the the flavor profile so far. Yeah, and this one is interesting because my particularly with IPAs and the hops that they use, it has that kind of biting uh-huh. taste on uh-huh. it. And it's, sometimes it's hard for me to discern between if it's just the carbonation or not, right, right, of the beer that's, like, biting my tongue, you uh-huh. know? Uh-huh. If only everything could be nitro, it'd be great. But, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but this, I, I do, I, I think the carbonation is very light uh-huh. on it, and, and so I really do think it's just that kind of, like, I don't know, that it's almost chocolatey in its maltness, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, um, 
but it, it, it's good. I, I don't think I like it as well. And I think it was the Breckenridge that we had last week that you thought had the good multi. Oh, okay. Yeah. It. Yeah. You're I right. think right now that still in my mind. Now that was the second beer after we had the Great Lakes, uh-huh. uh, you know, um, so maybe maybe there's some something to that because this is my first drink you know yeah um, since yeah. then so <laughs> who knows maybe beer number two will be like now this right. is a beer <laughs> <laughs> you know what we should do is after 100 episodes we should just go back to the very first episode and read re-drink all the beers we've ever drank yeah and then re- <laughs> start re-review over. them yeah yeah <laughs> which i i will say that I have not had assistant manager uh, since that first episode. Uh, I've seen it uh, several times. I think Seven Sun still still makes it, um, and I've I've not drank it since that first one. So so that might be kind of fun to uh, <laughs> on the hundredth episode. We'll we'll revisit uh, assistant manager. Yeah. beer with the the cat drinking the yep yep the very cat thing and where rich john was born i believe yeah, was episode yeah. number one so right <laughs> um yeah so this is a very good jubilee festive winter ale jubilee it just reminds me of that episode not too long ago when i was talking about the shoots and you're just like a shoots <laughs> it's like man if only shoots could have started to shoots he would have been super rich by now <laughs> yeah he, he was already halfway there he already had part of the name you're like, i know <laughs> oh, damn it uh all right so it's so one of the things i was thinking about we've kind of discussed it here and there over the last 90 some episodes but is the idea of family vacations. And, you know, I have one child now. You and your wife are expecting. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was thinking, like, I've never really thought about it, really. Like, the the idea of, oh, I definitely want us to do a family vacation every year. Right. Right. Uh, Especially because the last few years with Katie and I, we just kind of... We'd plan stuff, but it'd be more like I'm looking at, you know, ancient <laughs> Mesoamerica history. Yeah. Wikipedia articles. And I mentioned I want to go to some place in Central America. And Katie's like, all right, let's do it next month or yeah. something like that. Right. <laughs> it's it's not it's yeah. not a like, OK, that's in 2023 uh-huh, is when we're going to uh-huh. go to Mexico in 2024. We're going to go here. Um, so. My question to you is, have, has that thought crossed your mind at all? Because longtime listeners will know both Kevin and I have kind of a growing up, we, we, our families typically did um, like a, a dedicated vacation, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin with Florida and my family with, with Myrtle Beach. And I love the... Uh, allure of that yeah right like right. Hey, every year we're going to our building yeah on our beach you know for five and a half days uh-huh. and we're going to eat at the the six restaurants that we always eat at and we'll always <laughs> try a new one you know <laughs> yeah uh, so I, I i guess i'm wondering it's gonna be a mix of that right mm-hmm. the question to you is have you thought about what you're going to do with type of vacations and whether it's summer vacations, Christmas vacations. Yeah, I think, I mean, the, the, the only thing that I think is, is a definite, 
it's it's still going to happen and we we want to carry on it is is um even before i was brought into the picture melissa's family always did a christmas trip to chicago um and uh, you know they i think they did it probably like five or six years before i even got you know brought into the picture and then we've done it every year since uh this year and there was i think like maybe a couple years ago I had like a final or something and, and we couldn't go. But anyways, it's, it's become, it's become like, so just part of like what we do around the holidays, you know, and there's been like some, some great memories to be had, you know, just thinking about just going there, you know, like the, the drive there is super easy from, from where we live in Ohio and it's just like you have Christmas music on and usually it's it's not that deep into the the winter season. So we've never really ran into like, you know, crazy weather where we're like, oh, man, we shouldn't go. Um, so that that's what I'm thinking. I, I think that will definitely carry on. And I think it'll be kind of cool, like once um, the kid gets old enough to like start remembering things because I mean, let's be honest in the first couple of years, they're not going to remember shit, you know? <laughs> so, nope. but I think like once they start like being like, Oh, like was that, you know, like being able to remember things that that would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it also makes me think of just like the sheer logistics of it. Um, just because like, you know, like I, I would always, think it was kind of funny how um like my brother and sister-in-law they would they would always travel at nighttime and um i kind of understand that that uh process um because they're like all right we need to make it to chicago when are the kids sleeping (laughs) we're leaving at nine o'clock at night in that mm-hmm. way, they sleep most of the way through the trip, you know? Yeah. Um, so I could totally see, like, yep, that's going to be us. We're going to be leaving at 9 o'clock at night, and I'm going to be getting into Chicago at, like, 2.30 in the morning, you know? <laughs> just so we can just keep on trucking the whole way there, but... Um, so would would they get to the hotel at 2.30 or something, check in, and then go back to sleep type thing? That was the... the- that was the thinking if they left at nine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause we would, do, we would do a similar thing. My dad would like Myrtle beach. I'm, I, let's say it's nine hours from Lancaster. Growing right. up. Uh, you know, I, I don't, it might be eight. I, I can't remember, but um, we would do a similar thing where my dad would go to bed early that night before and we'd get up around midnight. I can't remember the exact time. It's been 30 years. Since yeah. We've done that. But right. Um, and but the same thing but the difference would be we would roll in to the beach at like you know 9 a.m okay check into the hotel right and then we'd like all everybody else is like Woo! and we'd all run to the beach at like you know we were re- raring to go when, okay when the kids got yeah there, you know? yeah um but it sounds like they wouldn't leave until like nine or something mm-hmm. and so ha- what are the logistics of getting into chicago at three in the morning you know like yeah, I mean, I th- I think I think the the biggest thing is they just wanted the the kids to be able to sleep as much as they could mm-hmm. through the trip, and then I think that way it just it's a smoother trip all around. And I don't I don't I don't I know they 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 use that tactic when the kids were little. I don't know mm-hmm. if that tactic works anymore with a seven year old and a yeah. Because my my worry would be. 
yeah you drive five hours you get there at two three in the morning yeah <laughs> and then the kid's like all right i just slept it's time to get up and yeah and play and everybody else is like nope it's time to go back to sleep <laughs> Matt, matt's like oh man i'm so tired i've just been driving for six hours yeah but yeah, yeah that right. trip the the chicago christmas trip i think will definitely continue on i think that's such a tradition now um I almost look forward to having, uh, hopefully we can have the, the little one in Chicago next year. Um, but I just Ugh, look forward that to that. miserable, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the little one with family. Yeah. Other family. And you go to Chicago yeah. without them. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I might have admitted with COVID last episode that I was like, ah, you know, I'm like longing to go places mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, my brain kicked in later and was like, yeah, yeah. I, again, it's, you know, my child's not going to remember anything. Yeah. Yeah. Because the problem is it's not necessarily... Um, it's not that I think my daughter will be bad or like anything like that, but it's like... It stresses me out more than it should, right? Of, uh, you know, if we, back when we could go to restaurants and stuff, we yeah, would take yeah. her out a lot. And if she ever got fussy, I was just like, nope, we're, we're, we're done. Yeah. I, I just, yeah. I never wanted to be, yeah, like, I'll, I'll just be outside, you know? And, right. And a lot of people are like, no, it's fine. Nobody cares. And I was like, I care, right? Yeah. Like, I, yeah. That, that's, <laughs> I, I don't care what other people are thinking. It uh-huh. bothers me that she's crying right now. Yeah. Or yeah. And, stuff, you know? and it's just, if I can avoid that by leaving them with family members <laughs> while I go on a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Makes the world better in my mind. But, right. Yeah. I, I don't know. If, if, if you and Melissa do that next year, you know, more power to you. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be, it could definitely be uh, something where we just, yeah. I, th- I think that's what's, what's kind of weird about it is like, there's, there's so many unknown variables in all of this, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, who knows? Like we, we, we might be, um, travel, traveling, uh, kid traveling gurus and we're like oh we're starting a blog because we have yeah. all these tips or we're like we are never traveling again <laughs> we are and, never and, traveling and is, again <laughs> and this is also assuming the uh p- pandemic doesn't get worse right, right right like i i have this quote book from going back like 15 years and one of the last quotes i had in it was like it was a quote from my wife katie and i can't remember what the quote said but the date said peak covid right like i was like wanting to like put a timestamp on peak covid okay okay and it was late february of this year <laughs> because of course it was late february like oh this is just going to be a few weeks the president yeah. told us it's going to be great and, yeah you know, yeah all this stuff and i i i kind of laugh at the um absurdity of me thinking that back in february mm-hmm. not now now I'm like, oh yeah, it'll be great next year. But we're we're higher now than <laughs> we've been all year, you know, with cases and people <laughs> right. dying and stuff. So right. it's like, is next year even going to be a possibility? Yeah, but like, yeah, that's true. Stay positive and stuff, but we right, want to keep this right. 
uh, podcast positive and about yeah. <laughs> happy things and Christmas beers. But I, see, I didn't think about that until you just like were saying that. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be too optimistic yeah. about it. Right. You know, these uh, damn Americans, we just got to be number one at everything. Woo! You know? USA, USA. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And I, I've, I've thought about, um, you know, like... It was weird, like the idea of traditions. I was kind of like, whatever, we'll just, you know, I, I never wanted a, a tradition to be forced. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, oh, we have to put up our tree on this day. We have right, to, right. on July 4th, we have to do this every single year. Um, you, you know, and, and nothing against people that, that want to have, like, on their anniversary, they always get a slice of pizza from you know yeah yeah whatever dominoes right <laughs> I, I, if there are any listeners out there that on your wedding anniversary you eat domino's pizza please let me know that'd be amazing. <laughs> but but you get my point like people yeah, have yeah their traditions and stuff right but right i've kind of felt like uh with katie and i we've always kind of wanted to experience new things uh-huh. um and and now with my daughter being almost two and, and this christmas is the first like of course she doesn't care at all when when they're not even one they they might react to lights but it's yeah, not like yeah you know and this christmas is the first time that she's like going wow you know she'll see something and you know the lights on and everything uh-huh. and she actually opens presents now which you know <laughs> she, she obviously didn't do when she was eight months or whatever yeah, it was you know yeah so it, it got me thinking like you know and then we kind of alluded to the idea of like um different traditions uh that you need to discuss with your wife because you might not have discussed it like how yeah. you have presents uh-huh. how you're going to do presents a lot of people do a present the night before right uh, are right. going to do any number of things and so it got me thinking about this idea of travel and because i have that juxtaposition of being young and traveling and every august-ish you know i don't think it was exactly on the same dates but it was always like late august yeah yeah right before school like we would get back i remember once we got back from myrtle beach and literally school started the next day and i hated it like i was just like yeah (laughs) i i i I needed time to de that's that's when i realized with vacations and i'm putting those in quotes right now i need time away from the vacation after i get back from the vacation right right right. i just yeah no i i completely agree (laughs) yeah A, a vacation from the vacation but it, it got me thinking about like, oh, it would be nice to like have a place we go all this time. Yeah, you know? yeah. Like like you and Melissa's family have the the, the house up near Lake Erie. Uh huh. And like I was like, oh, that's kind of a, a an interesting concept that never even crossed my mind to do that. Right. Right. Like, right. Just never ever. I, I I knew some people. I believe good friend of the show Dustin. I believe his family always had the same house in Myrtle Beach. Okay, like not not a, not a high rise apartment or right a, right like they they know, rented hotel. like the same place and, yeah, every year. I, I, I might be wrong, but I think at one point they actually purchased okay a house, okay you know or maybe friends of his family did and they just. You know, but it was, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's fancy." You yeah, know, like you got yeah. a house down there, and it, and it, it's funny because as I've been thinking about this idea of like a annual vacation, um, I've been thinking more about that. You know, good friend of the show, Tori, has a, a place in Canada that his uh-huh. family's been going for like fifty years, right, right. And, right. and it's just like, and my my old boss 
he and his family always went to the same cabin in um, Upper Wisconsin somewhere, right? Okay. And it was just, that's all, you know, it doesn't matter where they're at now. His sister lives there. And, yeah, and, yeah. And for a week, they all go back to this, you know, and it just yeah. keeps growing because they keep having more kids. Right, keep right. Married and, right. Um, so, it, it's made me question my um, aloofness to the idea of, of vacations and what a vacation can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, my fantasy is we just buy a little house in Hawaii and it, that's our yearly vacation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm stating it now, Katie. Uh, let's make that happen. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know how it's... <laughs> <laughs> I like that idea. On the fifth beer of Christmas, my true love gave to me 21st Amendment Brewery Fireside Chat. They shoots Jubilee, CBC Citra Noel, Breckenridge Christmas Sale, and the Great Lakes Christmas Sale. Next one is the 21st Amendment Brewery. It's their Fireside Chat, 7.9%. It's their winter spice ale. This only has 45 IBUs, mm. but I'm just going to get to read the description because <clears throat> I like this one. Like FDR's Depression Era radio addresses, which were like a kick in the butt and a hug at the same time, our fireside chat is a subtle twist on the traditional seasonal brew. We begin with a rich, dark English-style ale, and then we improvise with spices until we know we have a beer worth sharing with the nation. It's their holiday seasonal <clears throat> Available from November through December in six-pack cans and undraft. Brewed like a classic, warming strong ale, but with a subtle blend of hand-selected spices for just the right festive flair. Well, I can agree with that. <laughs> the um, the bite I was talking about earlier. Right, right. With the carbonation. The spices hit my tongue really fast, but then I can tell that carbonation is about equal to the, the previous one. Mm-hmm. And so it is weird how similar these are, but it's... It's the the added spices that I feel that that make this a different ale than the last one. But um, I think I like this one better. At first, I, I wasn't sure about the spices. Yeah, yeah. But already a few drinks in, I'm 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 really digging this one. That what, that's what do you think? interesting because I I think it's good. It definitely has a different like spice. You can tell there's a lot of different spices in here mm-hmm. that that are not in the other one. But there's just I can't I can't put my finger on it. But there's something about the like the um, residual like taste like after you drink it. Like there's something off to me about that. Like I can't I can't put my finger on it. I don't know if it's a, a particular um, you know taste or what. But I, I just there's just something that seems a little amiss for me. So mm-hmm. I'm going to say. I do like the Deschutes a little bit better, but it is interesting how different this one is to the Deschutes. Like mm-hmm. it, it really is a completely different type of spiced ale. It definitely is. All right, Kevin, I have a follow-up question for you. Okay. For the idea of vacations or future vacations, et cetera. We're going to throw out the caveat. If money was no, I guess, is that a caveat? But anyways, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the premise, the premise is because the caveat would be like, you could do this, but, but this. yeah, you, you so have there, to so run there, naked the, through the, the hall. So. There is no caveat. Okay. I guess the caveat is, I got to stop using the word caveat. Anyways, <laughs> money is no object, right? 
Okay. He, oh, here's the caveat. But once a year, you have to do a vacation that is not Chicago, right? Mm-hmm. It's it, it has to be something different. But like the world is your oyster anywhere in the world. Somebody magic man came to you and said, I'm going to give you whatever money you needed to be go somewhere for a week or two weeks, whatever you'd want. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it, it can't be your Chicago trip. Right. You already, right. you already do that. So, right. so, <laughs> so that's, that's, that's my very long way of saying if you could go anywhere in the world as a vacation trip yearly, not just once, right. it's, it's not just a, you right. know, it's not just, oh, yeah, we, we visited Australia once. It's like, no, we'd have to go to Australia every year. Well, yeah, we'll, yeah. It, what do you think that would be? Um, You know what? I, my, um, uh, me, like, being very practical with this, you know, and, like, thinking, okay, like, we're going to have a kid. So, I don't want... I don't, <laughs> Money is no object, I know, Kevin, remember. Yeah, that's there, true. You literally are a, a trillionaire for okay, this. Okay, okay. These two weeks. Right, it, you can throw human beings at the, the child problem. <laughs> you've got like five au pairs. You've got like yeah, six yeah. butlers. You've yeah, got you got ten a nannies. Yeah, yeah. Pri- private jet that'll take you anywhere you want to go. <laughs> Man, I don't know. I got I got to I got to kind of stew on this one. I I feel like you might you might have an answer to this question. I don't. Okay. Because um, I was just thinking of it as I was taking my uh, other half of my right, right. 21st Amendment to, to Katie. Because it's, it's hard to say, like, it's hard to say, like, some place that you've never been before. Like, I don't know. Because I, I think I, the initial gut reaction would be like, oh, somewhere exotic, you know, yeah, like, yeah, we're going to the Maldives be. or, you know, we're going to wherever. But it's like, I don't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I don't like the Maldives. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've never been there. You know? so. <laughs> I guess, it, it, you know, I was just using, you can't say Chicago because, okay. Okay. Because you just talked about Chicago. Right. right. And that's kind of cheating, right? It's like, what more in Chicago are you going to do? Yeah. If you're a trillionaire for two weeks, I'm sure there's a lot. Chicagoans right. hold off. <laughs> don't need to yell at me. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, but like, as a family, you know, I don't yeah. know. Like, you heck, know what? I could vacation Just, in Athens as a trillionaire and have a really good time with my five au pairs and right, ten right. butlers and be like, yeah, go get me Obedis right. four times a day, please. <laughs> so I just thought of it. So there is a class of super yachts. They're called <laughs> Explorer Yachts. Uh-huh. Okay. And they're they're meant for exploration they they can go to the corners of the world these right? look it, like like gi joe from the 80s when they had like the gi joe needed you know some just like hey the military made us this wicked awesome boat just for this one thing this yeah. is what these super yachts look like right right <laughs> so so they a lot of times they'll have like submarines they'll have helicopters like all of all but they're they're explorer grade meaning they they have reinforced hulls they can go through ice, like all of so, this. Stuff. So this was probably the boat that found the Titanic in the eighties. You know that yeah. submersible, right? It was probably on a, 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 an explorer yacht. Is yeah, that, that's safe to say. Do you think? Yeah, exactly. But what's what's kind of cool is what they'll do is they'll take that same ship and they call it a refit. So they it's the exact same ship, but they'll 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 completely redo the interior. So mm-hmm. like that explorer yacht. Um, during the Titanic, it was probably very like military esque on the inside, mm-hmm. and so well, when it they was, do, because 
Did you hear about that? That they uh, the uh, Freedom of Information Act uh, they let out that the reason they were able to find the Titanic because they, they were working with the Navy. Like it was a joint partnership that hey, well the Navy was like we'll let you look for the Titanic, but you really need to find the sub. Oh yeah, like that came out like I don't know ten years ago or something. But yeah, so like part of that exploration was funded by yep, yep, was funded by the government. If you think about, there was no way in hell they were ever going to find it just by like right. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you just think of like just how how tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of dollars Uh a day just to run one of those vessels. Um, But anyways, all right. uh, Yeah. so, So so back to my my um my fantasy land here. So anyways, they, they make these explorer yachts and they're, they're, they're meant to go on all corners of the, the world, but they, they are very much a yacht on the inside. Like the, you know, they have very nice interiors and, you know, they have all kinds of amenities that you would expect from, from a boat that's considered a yacht. Um, so I think it'd be really cool. So I went on an Alaskan cruise and like we were able to get into some some places, but obviously you're in a giant freaking cruise ship like you can't go down certain fjords, you know, just because you're in a giant cruise ship. So they do do like they do do. <laughs> uh, they uh, have um, I've seen it before where they'll do like private like type of um, Alaskan cruises where you're, it's just like you and your family or you, you, I mean, you might be with other people depending on how much you want to spend. But, um, I think that would be really cool because well, then hold you on, could hold like, on. I just said money's no object. Okay, you're a trillionaire okay. for two weeks. There's no other families. Here okay. You so want those so families we are a completely private vessel. Um, <laughs> and we are, uh, going down these fjords where glaciers are that, uh, you know, uh, bigger ships could not get down. Um, and you know, of course these Explorer yachts have helicopters on them. So you could easily jump in the helicopter and Mm -hmm. land the helicopter on the glacier and like explore (laughs) on the glacier. Um, so I think that'd be really cool. (laughs) And that'd be something I would love to do every year. So follow up question. Okay. (laughs) Uh, long time listeners know that Kevin and Melissa are fervent watchers of, What's it called? Down below, below, no, b- below deck, below deck, uh, and then a subsequent <laughs> brand, below deck Mediterranean, subsequent brand, below deck sailing yacht. <laughs> Wait, so is it all follow different like people working? Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, it's the same chef, concept, a- but it's different variations. You know, okay. so the sailing yacht is on a sailing yacht. The Mediterranean is in the Mediterranean. Below deck is in the. Oh, Caribbean. it's like the real world then, where it's like real world San Diego. Yeah, exactly, real, okay. exactly. Like, so, do you, do you want the Caribbean or do you want the French Riviera? You know, those are the two <laughs> two variants there. Below deck Ohio River. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so anyways my question is all right you're a trillionaire okay you want would you be featured would you want you and your family to be featured on a below deck series called below deck the murphs or below deck wherever the heck you're you're gonna be doing these exploring yachts and you know outside of alaska and stuff um you know what i don't know that's like a double-edged sword because I would want to do it because I would want to show people like how humble 
uh you know you can be and like being very respectful because there's like on on the the show we've watched before like you could tell like there are some people that it's just like they are just genuine good people they're not going to you know they're not going to be like a uh, peasant uh fetch me this <laughs> you know like they they're not that at all like they and, you, know, and you do see the owners right yeah uh you see the the so so how the show works it the people just rent the boats um for but like I, a, I guess my it still stands but you see the people that they're actually serving and stuff like yeah, it's not yeah, just yeah. there in the background right okay. right yeah I don't know, man. You're going to be a trillionaire for two weeks. Like you could do it different each year, and that that would bring the drama to the show. Mm-hmm. Because if you're just nice all the time, right, it might get boring. So th- the below deck staff doesn't know if they're going to get good Kevin or <laughs> bad Kevin. Right? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Yeah. You're, you're like, this caviar is crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I want you to swim to land right now and get me new fresh caviar. Yeah. Like, but yeah. sir, we're in these, uh, the freezing cold water, the Alaskan waters. I don't care. Right. I want to see you swim. And then next right. year you're like, no, I will swim for you to give you caviar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so fun factoid here. Um, so you sent me this link for Explorer Yachts for Sale. Mm-hmm. And so I scrolled down. And the first mm-hmm. one I see is the octopus. Mm-hmm. And this one is an actually very famous, had a very famous uh, previous owner to this. Um, this was, uh, his name's escaping me. Um, Microsoft, La- not Larry Page. Larry Page? No, Larry Page is Google. Oh, okay. Uh, it is, um, look it up right now. Paul Allen, Bill pa- Gates. No. I think it was Paul Allen. Paul yeah, Allen. Paul Allen is kind of known for just buying lots yeah. of Anyways, Paul Anyways, Al- Paul Allen, he he passed away a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, but at one point, this, this octopus. Yep, that was his. I just looked it up. Yeah. So this Explorer octopus yacht was at one point the, the biggest private, privately owned, uh, uh, vessel. Um, but it's funny that it's still for sale. They just—I guess—they can't find someone to shell out uh, two hundred ninety-five million dollars for it. Well, that's in pounds too. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Anyways, yeah. All right. that, let's see. Let's look up what because I know pounds. Pounds in two dollars. This is so it's two ninety-five pounds, right? Yeah, two ninety-five pounds, which is probably like three hundred something in U.S. Yeah, it's almost four hundred million dollars. There so you, you go. Get, you could own the octopus, which seems yeah. kind of like I don't know, like like you're looking at some of these other names, right? And, and I mean, the octopus is like an alien, mm-hmm. like on Earth, like they are like fascinating creatures. But if I had a five hundred million dollar <laughs> yacht, I, I I don't know if I'd want like octopus to be its name, yeah. You know? Unless if it was like originally made for like doing awesome octopus research or something. I mean, it does. So if you click on that, there's a video and Mm -hmm. you don't have to watch it now. But this video must have cost a fortune because this is like the most highly produced video (laughs) of this boat I've ever seen. But yeah, this boat has a submarine, has helicopters, has all kinds (laughs) of things. Anyways. Yeah, they got lots of nice slow motion drone footage. Yeah. I want to be I want to be a uh, uh, yacht drone operator. Ooh, there you That's, go. Because Didn't you say there was just a guy that just literally started an Instagram that just reshared yacht yeah, photos, yeah, that weren't even his. Yeah, and he's like the the biggest in, yacht Instagrammer 
and he doesn't he's, even own a yacht. He just he's, re- the, he's a yacht influencer. He is. He exactly is. And then all of these brands go through him to market their content. Uh, Kevin, I just love your trajectory, like in <laughs> hobbies, right? Like, because you know, when we were young, you were always in planes and stuff, and you'd do right. flight sim and be like, "Yeah, I flew from." New York to LA today and it's real time people when you fly it in flight simulator and you know like I could see this happening because you like trains and stuff yeah but um, it's just like of all the things yachts are the one thing I never really (laughs) expect you you to get (laughs) like you know probably it is is because they don't have like luxury trains in America yeah there's yeah there's not a privately owned train track that you know bill gates owns and it's it's the world's largest privately <laughs> but, right, but yachts right yachts you could have you know all that you want <laughs> yeah so how many people a staff big of a staff not even counting the, the 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 chefs and stuff but i just mean like people to run that boat right so like, so on a boat this size you're probably looking at 40 40 people to run it I so mean, they, they tr- have tr- legitimate cabin ca- yeah. uh, crew, cabin quarters, like a whole you, deck dedicated to to. The, do you think the, the helicopter comes with it, or they're just showing it has a helipad? No, and, I, yeah. I would I would hope for almost four hundred million dollars. It comes with <laughs> the submarine. <laughs> Holy and, crap! There's two helicopters in there. Yeah, yeah. You can't just have one. What 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 if <laughs> shit goes south? Right, right. Oh man. Um, but yeah, at, at one time this was the biggest privately owned vessel. It's it's surpa- It's been surpassed, obviously, yeah, by uh, yeah. by other people. But yeah, it's crazy. Anyways, <sighs> I'm sure people are so riveted by my. I, I yacht bet they discuss. are because this is this is a side that a lot of people don't think about. The, the idea of I, I've read too many like um, boat sinking stories, yeah. Titanic included that just like, I don't know the ocean. Like it's hilarious. Cause water, like I've lived in water my whole life. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I feel like I could swim the English channel, even though I know I couldn't, but yeah. like, I, I, I feel like I'd be up for doing that if I had enough like support around me, like boats okay. in case I okay. didn't make it. But the idea of being in the middle of an ocean and it's midnight and the only light you have is the stars and mm-hmm. you know, the, the moon is even out and then your boat goes down yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, and then all you hear is that water. I don't know. I, I, I feel like yachts, the, these type of yachts are not for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd be like, yeah, let's, ha- let's have a yacht like a mile from the shore. Well, well <laughs> I'm, my- you know, what's funny is there's a lot of um, like smaller vessels that people, people don't really take them out. They just use them as like houses or like party, like party places. Mm -hmm. Like they don't like they bought, they buy like a $20 million boat and it never, it literally never leaves the dock because like they just, one, they don't want to take it out or, you know, they just want to use it as a, Hey, come back to my boat. I got a boat, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I that would be me, and because yeah. the other morbid side of me is because we're discussing family um, uh, vacations, is I would start worry like I'd be like, oh, I would be fine treading water, yeah, right? yeah. But then I'm worrying about my wife and my daughter and stuff, mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. where I start getting like anxiety about things like that. Like yeah, it's yeah, would I be able to tread water with my life? That you know, like I don't know. It's just right. Yeah. Well, it's heartbreaking reading I, about Titanic victims. I, 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 I think if you're if you're that rich, you can tell the captain anything you want. 
So if you literally want to take take the octopus and never see or never leave where you can't see shore anymore, like he will so. gladly. He's like, <laughs> sir, you, you know this is an explorer vessel, right? We can sail the seven seas and you're like no i, th- I think i'm good I'm about right here yeah so, yeah we don't need to go you know any what? further <laughs> i just bought this 500 million dollar yacht and uh you know i got a staff of 50 all right staff of 50 we're going to be transporting the yacht to lake hope state park yeah <laughs> outside of athens <laughs> There's a nice like lake there. It's not that large. Yeah. But it's just gonna sit in the middle. <laughs> it's just like literally gonna be this massive thing. That's it probably hilarious. couldn't even like, you know, sit in it. I don't think Lake Hope is that uh deep. No. Uh, but it'd just be like and it'd just be fully staffed for those two weeks because I'm a trillionaire and there's no Right, right. Uh, you know, there's no like money is no object. It it would be like, all right, let's transport it. I'm just gonna like fish for some, you know, bass or whatever's there. Yeah. I don't know what fish is <laughs> 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 oh man <laughs> boom problem solved <laughs> so i this whole conversation i've been in the back of my mind trying to be thinking of something for myself uh but i i can't top your your yacht thing you know like it'd be yeah. boring in comparison you know like <laughs> you you're gonna have a tv show every year you're gonna have <laughs> going going to alaska and helicoptering to, alaska. to glaciers yeah yeah you're you're yeah I, I can't top that, man. <laughs> On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Devil's Kettle, Kicker of Elves, 21st Amendment Brewery, Fireside Chat, Day Shoots Jubilee, CBC Citra Noel, Breckenridge Christmas Ale, and the Great Lakes Christmas Ale. Whoa, this next one is a Devil's Kettle. Kicker of Elves. <laughs> um, I love that name. And I was like, where have I heard that before? Kevin, do you know where you've heard that before without Googling it? Kicker of Elves. Yeah. Okay. I was will, it. I wait, wait, wait. Was it that stupid? Um, there was like a game. There was like some online game like Elf. It was called Elf Bowling. Was it that? <laughs> no. Okay. But that, okay it, it could be. Um I did look it up. It is a, a guided by voices song, but that's not where I know it from. Um, why, where I know it from is, uh, let me see if I can, I can sing it now. I am not one of you. I come from an ancient time. I am known as the kicker of L's. I'm also known as the angel crusher. Explosivo. Ah, okay. It's tenacious motherfucking D. So I'm guessing Tenacious D got it from Guided by Voices. Again, I'm not familiar with the Guided by Voices song Kicker Vels, but um, when you search Kicker Vels, that's what what comes out. Yeah. So either uh, the main brewer at 
uh, Devil's Kettle is a big fan of Guided by Voices or a big fan of Tenacious D. Could go either way. Don't know. <laughs> but uh, uh, Devil's Kettle, this is a, a special beer that that he's brewing. In Here's just the post he made. And he says, as the holidays approach, we have a whole lot of up our sleeves. The first being is the return of Kicker of Elves, our spiced winter warmer. Sweet maple uh, permeates through this winter warmer along notes of cocoa, cinnamon, orange, and ginger. Mm. This beer can keep you cozy during the coldest nights in the, in the awkwardest of family gatherings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, I like the sweetness of mm-hmm. like the maple, uh, the maple. Mm-hmm. I, I really like that. And I, I, I did really taste that cinnamon too. Mm-hmm. And it's funny. I, I, I wouldn't have picked out the orange, but of course, after I read it, my brain was like, Oh yeah, that's orange. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I want to see the, um, there's gotta be some like, college experiment where they're giving people flavors right yeah and, and there's somebody in different rooms saying oh do you taste the the hints of orange do you taste the hints of apple right like and they're mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. they're they're you know inserting thoughts into people's head they're like oh yeah my brain is tasting orange so mm-hmm. who knows but I, I definitely had this in there i like the spices the the mix of spices with this better than the 21st amendment i feel like okay um, yeah where i can kind of taste different flavors even though i can't necessarily pick them out right um but this is also one that i i feel like uh, with a lot of devil's kettles on their, their heavier side beers um uh abv i feel like you need to let them get cl- not right out of the refrigerator it is always like a, a big mistake. They definitely need to be that mm-hmm. whatever that optimal mm-hmm. temperature for a lot of stouts and stuff is. It's, you know, in the 40s Fahrenheit and stuff. I, I feel like Devil's Kettle, it, it's a perfect example of, yeah, let it sit out, let it breathe a little bit, let it warm up a little bit. And that's when you really get that flavor coming through. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely like how it's um, like I have described like other beers, like feeling like the mouth feel be, like feeling very thick. Yeah, and so like this, I would say has a thicker mouthfeel, but at the same time, I feel like it's, um, it's like something that like I enjoy. Like I, I feel like it almost in, enhances the experience a little bit. Like mm-hmm. as you're, as you're like drinking it, you're like, oh, like you kind of feel that all of those flavors kind of just, you know, just not like quickly dissipating, and they're kind of roaming around a little bit, and then mm-hmm. you know dissipating off. Yeah, definitely. Definitely agree. All right, Kevin, we're into beer three of our, well, we're into beer six of our uh, 12 beers of Christmas, but this is our third beer for today. Uh, So I think uh, the rest of the show, we should just do a follow up on what our challenge was last week. And uh, why don't you remind the listeners what our challenge was? So I had um, told Michael way back, and I think it was like October is when they started marketing uh, this movie. Um, mm-hmm. because Michael have this, uh, longstanding tradition of, uh, watching like crappier, cheesier, um, holiday movies. Um, and so I said, Michael, I found the movie that we need to watch. And I sent him a screenshot of it because they're, like I said, way back in October, they were already marketing this movie. Um, and so we finally got to it this, this past weekend. Uh, the movie was on Netflix and it was called Holiday. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm sure, uh, you know, like I, I know Michael, I've been, I've, I've been around him a while, so I'm sure he's already Googled all the details about how this movie was created, but I have a sneaking suspicion. This was probably a after COVID movie that was, that was made. Um, cause I was like kind of paying attention to like the sets and stuff like that. And I was like, this had to have been made after COVID because there isn't too many sets on it mm-hmm. and they could easily like, Oh, we're, you know, we're going to change out, you know, this for this. And it's not really changing the movie too much. Or I, I, I think you're correct in your observations that there was something weird going on with the sets. Yeah. But I, but I did look up the filming dates. Okay. It was in, in 2019, but here's where I think you're, you're noticing the stuff. It was filmed in Georgia in May of 2019. Uh, so talk about a place that has no, it's supposed to take place in Chicago, right? Right, right. (laughs) So Chicago at winter, Kevin, you can describe what the weather is like. I bet it's not like, anything close to what it's like in Georgia in May. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is, so so I bet, I bet they were having to like hyper focus on sets and Mm -hmm. be like, all right, Mm -hmm. well it's supposed to be cold. Right. 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 Chicago winter and stuff and everything. um, It's so funny because I told Melissa, cause they, they, when the movie starts, they, they immediately established the location being Chicago. And I told Melissa, I said, how many Christmas movies take place in Chicago? Because we just watched like two weeks ago, we just watched a like another kind of cheesier Netflix movie. And it was Uh the same, it was the same deal. It was set in Chicago, you know? So I was just like, how many movies, you know, you got Home Alone, that's Chicago, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, that's Chicago. You know, just like all of these these movies are Chicago. It's it's kind of funny. Um, well, it's hilarious. I was just uh, searching that because one of the nice things with um, uh, IMDb back in the early two thousands is you could search based on location, right? Mm-hmm. Not where it was filmed, but you could also do that. But where it supposedly took place, okay. Right? And it, it was always, I think, what piqued my interest with that was the movie mischief that was filmed in nelsonville ohio okay. uh, in the 80s with um kelly i can't remember her name but he was she was married to john Travolta. she just recently passed this year but um it was filmed mainly in nelsonville and up where tori and john went to high school i believe like for the school scenes okay and yeah. talk about a hilarious movie to watch if you're familiar with a place like Nelsonville, because there's this nice little square in Nelsonville where they have like an art scene on Friday, every once a Friday and stuff, and they call it Final Fridays. Uh, but the movie makes, it, it's supposed to take place in Nelsonville. It's supposed to take place in a small town. But the movie makes that square be so much bigger than it actually is, right? Like like this shot's coming <laughs> yeah, in and yeah. there'll be, there's a chase at one point through the town and it's like, they're literally driving in circles, but they, they change the angle of the car and stuff right. to make it look like... Um, and uh but used to be able to do that say hey this movie where's this movie take place takes place in columbus takes place Mm, in chicago yeah yeah um so i was hoping to find that but i did find it's at timehouse.com it's the 11 best holiday films set in chicago and number i'll I'll share this link but number 10 is the holiday (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome yeah bad mom's christmas office christmas party christmas chronicles oh the princess switch 
It's another horribly good thing to watch. I don't think I've Christmas. seen The Princess Switch. Oh, maybe we need to watch that. Yes, Josh. <laughs> Home Alone. A double feature. Uh, all right. But anyways, yeah, all, all these movies take place in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Who knows mm-hmm. why? It's probably just because, like, I, I, I get the feeling this is, like, just my feeling. Like, New York, when somebody wants to set a film about a young 20-something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that doesn't have family that lives nearby, right? They'll set it in New York. And the implication is that nobody lives in New York that has, like, family nearby. Right, right. right. They've always but, moved away to the city. But, yeah. yeah, but when they want a family, like, city, right? Like, oh, you, yeah, oh, you live in the suburbs. They'll they'll put it in Chicago. Like, so you can still get the the downtown big city stuff like mm-hmm. uh what's his name from christmas vacation uh chevy chase chevy character. chase yeah but like working uh, clark, in the Riz, clark riswald yeah. still works in a, a skyscraper right? right he's a businessman whatever right. the hell he does <laughs> during the day but then he goes home to a suburb that doesn't happen in new york right in new york movies they don't go home to their their suburb house yeah, right they, yeah. they go home to their skyscraper apartment right and and that's not very christmasy to a lot of people mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. And um, Home Alone 2 took place in New York, and it failed miserably. So yeah. who knows? You should probably always... <laughs> <laughs> that, is that is true. That is true. So anyways, uh, beating around the bush, what did you think of Holiday? I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> like, I was laughing all the way through it. And I think why I thought it was so great. I mean, I thought I thought the com the comedy was great. Like it was definitely striking a chord with my style of humor. But I I what I one thing that I really appreciated is they're kind of they're they're poking fun at themselves a little bit mm-hmm. uh, during some of the scenes where they're like, yes, we know what type of movie we're making here, mm-hmm. so we're going to like directly address it. And kind of make fun of it a little bit, but then mm-hmm. then kind of do the little switcheroo. So, like for instance, like uh, the the protagonist and and the heartthrob are are in the the bed together, and she's like, "I hate movies where they kiss in the morning." Mm-hmm. You know, like making fun of every romantic movie where they wake up in bed together and then they immediately start making out. <laughs> and then, so she makes fun of it and then boom, they, they immediately yep. go into like kissing. They, they, so yeah, they, they I thought that up. was hilarious. Yeah. I, I, I agree. I, I, I really liked it. I think the problem is, is Netflix is like the queen of and king of, holiday movies lately right yeah. they're releasing so many and for years it was literally just the stereotypical uh, ho- uh not holiday channel what was it called uh hallmark ho- channel ho- hallmark channel yeah or lifetime channel-esque holiday movie mm-hmm. right which is just you know like super pg g-rated right level of uh, the jokes i mean it's supposed to be a family movie right 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 oh you know somebody might die but it's like mentioned once and stuff it's not it's not really like i don't know it's just so cookie cutter for a holiday movie right yeah and so i not knowing anything about this really thought it was just gonna be like the princess switch or mm-hmm. <laughs> like which I, I, I thought was pretty ridiculously awesome in the horrible holiday movie yes yeah. <laughs> you know katie and i watched this one with um 
um oh shoot i'm completely blanking on his name but he plays chris Traeger from parks and recreation and um and the woman from sex in the city the youngest one but but anyways like it, it was just hilarious because katie and i make fun of like this movie takes place in africa and okay. literally the only thing that makes it christmas is like they mention christmas once in Africa, uh-huh. and at the beginning uh-huh. of the movie, it like has the fakest snow I've ever seen yeah. in New York, right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. so they're like, because nobody would ever watch this movie. It was, it was just this woman moving to Africa to mm-hmm. like, and it actually was an okay movie. It was about like her like this uh, elephant sanctuary and stuff. But it, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. the idea of throwing Christmas in there just to make it Christmas, right? Is it? it it's ridiculous. It, yeah. it, and it's like yeah. I, I don't know if you've heard people debate. And I don't, they don't even debate. They're just trying to be douchebags. But like getting pissed off if someone says that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Have you heard that? Like, yeah, I've 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 definitely heard, um, or I have not heard, but I have seen um, kind of that type of. You and know, is my it, favorite is thing I've seen on this, and if anyone isn't aware. Die Hard, yes, takes place at Christmas. It's at a Christmas party. And there was a meme about 10 years ago where uh, somebody was pissed off because his friends or whatever were saying that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. So he like emphatically tripled and quadrupled down that, yes, Die Hard's a Christmas movie. And now it's like a thing, right? Like if someone mm-hmm. mentions Die Hard's a Christmas movie, somebody will get pissed off and say, no, it's not. And then there'll be this back and forth just because everybody wants to be contrarian online right right with everything in the world let alone die hard right yeah (laughs) um but my favorite favorite response i ever saw die hard's a great movie but my favorite response is uh there's two types of people in the world people that think die hard is a christmas movie and people that don't give a fuck (laughs) 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 and i was like yep i'm in that camp i I don't care if die hard's like it's just one of those things like nerds want to bitch about everything and fight about everything it's like really come on yeah (laughs) right right but but anyways uh, netflix was just full of these type of movies that were like movies that would never have gotten made or they would have been on lifetime but netflix realized you know what when we release a holiday movie we get you know i I, i'm making up numbers right now obviously but it's obvious that netflix gets so many more clicks Mm because people are just looking for christmas movies yeah yeah exactly and I had I had looked up um, I had looked up uh, a couple weeks ago like why why does these movies keep being made you know like they're they're obviously like corny or cheesy you know and stuff like you know things like that and I think somebody had mentioned like you know one people are just like looking for like holiday themed regardless of like the plot or storyline they just want mm-hmm. something holiday themed. But the, 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 the other portion of it, which I thought was a, a fascinating kind of like thought into it, is a lot of people use these movies as like kind of an escapism mm-hmm. of like they, they understand, I mean, they understand it's fantasy land, but they kind of want that kind of perfect scenario or perfect world. Like mm-hmm. the, it, it's a way for them to kind of just like not think about all the other stuff stuff that's going on and just kind of like, you know, like this is, it's a simple story to follow and you know, there's not complexities and 
it's a happy ending and yeah. it makes you it, laugh. It makes you cry, you know, whatever it's, it's, it's kind of the feel good, guilty pleasure way, you know, for, for a lot mm-hmm. of people. And I, I, yeah. I think that's why it was so like for so long, it was just like Hallmark and lifetime. They're like, we have these mothers that they just <laughs> eat this shit up. So we are yeah. just going for it. We are and, all and, in. Yeah. And fathers now too, yeah, Kevin. I yeah. mean, you know, like we're, we're there. And and that's completely it. And if you think about all of the classic holiday movies, that's what they are. Mm-hmm. Like even when you have something dark, like as dark as it can get with It's a Wonderful Life where he wishes, you know, he never existed or wasn't right. born or whatever. Like the whole point of that movie at the end is to show like how good the world is with him and stuff. And right. that's, that's about as deep as a Christmas movie went. Right. Um, and, and, and now it, it like, and I would say that like the whole idea of, of nostalgia, like peaked with a Christmas story. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's, that movie is about nostalgia, the whole thing of like this guy telling his childhood stories and stuff and everything. And, um, I don't know. I, I completely agree with that assessment that it, yeah. it's all about feeling good. And I mean, even something like, uh, you know, A Christmas Carol, which was written in what, 1860 or mm-hmm. something, you mm-hmm. know, which I, I went down a rabbit hole of time travel, the idea of time travel. Mm-hmm. And the idea of time travel really hasn't existed for very long, right? Um, the first references to time travel are like in the 1850s. Mm. And it's just like, that blew my mind that it's just like, there were some like, uh, maybe Hindu stories that like would mention somebody like waking up in a dream in mm-hmm. the past. But mm-hmm. the idea of like, oh, what's going to happen a thousand years in the future? Right, or what happened right. to th- That didn't really happen in literature or anything until about the 1850s with huh. uh, at a Christmas Carol is like literally one of the first. There's Mark Twain has a, a night in Nantucket or something. Mm-hmm. Um, there's obviously the time machine and stuff, but the, it was all within 20 years. But a Christmas Carol is like considered one of the first time travel stories because mm. he does go back to his past. You know, mm. he does go to his future. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it might be in a dream or whatever, but it, it's, right, he's right. seeing a possible future. And, um, but, you know, that's pretty dark. You know, I mean, it yeah. ends with him, you know, dying and he, he hates every moment of that and changes ways. Blah, blah, right. Blah, right. And so like coming across the movie like this, I am expecting the Christmas template. I'm expecting, you know, uh, uh, quirky, uh, like, oh, really attractive guy. Like, oh, I just can't get a date for Christmas. Really attractive girl. Oh, I can't get a date. Oh, it sucks being single in Chicago. And, like, you know, they have some, like, awkward uh, meeting, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, cause I had no idea what the concept was. I didn't watch a trailer for it or anything. And, but then I was like, I think I read a summary and I was like, oh, okay, yeah, they're gonna, it's going to be Christmas. And it's like, is it only going to take place over like a week? Like, yeah, they're gonna be that, each that's like, what I was kind of thinking when the movie started. And I was like, is this just a week, week movie or something? But then when she said the word cock, <laughs> I was like, whoa, this is not... <laughs> <laughs> this, is no, this is no lifetime movie yeah. to me <laughs> that's when i sat up and i was just like Here we paying, go. paying attention a little bit more <laughs> <laughs> this ain't your grandma's christmas movie that's right this is it was like if there was a list of like um banished hallmark movies this would be one of them it's <laughs> yeah, like this, be, this is too they're, risque for hallmark yeah. 
Yeah, there'd be some VH1 pop-up music video. Be like, did you know Holiday was banished from being played on Lifetime channel because yeah. or Hallmark channel because the word cock was used three times. <laughs> oh but, man. Uh, um, the other thing, because uh, we also watched it, Kevin and I, uh, Kevin, Katie, and Kevin. Or let me rephrase that. Katie and I watched it. Kevin, his wife, Melissa watched it. And also good friends of the show, Mike and Audrey watched it. And we had a Zoom call on while mm-hmm. we were watching it. So we could chat and do stuff. And about 20 minutes in, they say the word holiday so many freaking times that it is the perfect do a shot every time they say holiday. I, I don't know. It has to be at least at least 20 times that mm-hmm. they say holiday. Mm-hmm. And it, it got to the point where I was like, are they writing this for a drinking game? I yeah. felt like they were. Because <laughs> oh. it was just like in casual conversation, like even the mom, the girl's mom at one point was just like, you know, yeah, is he really your holiday? And then, and then of course, as we're watching, we're having fun. It, it's all this stuff. And Katie and I start talking about like the logistics of the show. Okay. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like once they announced the premise that, hey, we want to have a date on holidays. Um, and what we assumed was, oh, because you always go home, right? And your mom's like, oh, why aren't you married? And yeah, you yeah. know, you need to date this guy. Right. And, and that would make sense if they were like faking being in a relationship. I thought that was the whole point of having a holiday, not just not being alone on holidays. Right. And so it's kind of weird that like the mom was fully in, like everybody knew what was going on. So it was like, what is even the point of a holiday then? You just are literally having your friend over. And you're still going to get the same shit from your family for not dating the doctor yeah. or not. You know, like, it, it was yeah. really weird to us. Like, we completely misunderstood. So, I really want to rewatch the beginning when they come up with the concept of holiday. Um, okay. Because it is not to trick other people into thinking, like, leave me alone because, look, I've got this boyfriend. No, right, it's just, hey, right. this is... Because at a certain point, everybody knows everybody and, you know, he's yeah, dating yeah. multiple people and stuff. But. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had it. I had a great time, and and who knows? Like, I I think that's what's kind of funny about Christmas movies is, in a way, they're unpredictable of like what becomes like year in year out like classics. Mm-hmm. Because listeners of the show, Michael and I, we saw Elf. With Will Ferrell. We saw that in the movie theaters when it came out. We saw it at Movies 10. Mm -hmm. And I would have never come out of that movie thinking, you know what? This is going to be... This is going to be in the the upper echelons. You you have hit the nail on the head. I mean, I enjoyed it. Yeah. It was... Yeah. But it was definitely not like... Yeah, this, this is, is what er, this yeah, is this. going to be in the the <laughs> cycle of movies that get played, you know? Yeah. And I, so. I completely forgot about that. But yeah, you are right. Yeah. Um, and, and, and it just kind of shows like I, I'm not a predictor of <laughs> stuff, you know? Right, uh, right. I mean, Roger Ebert, you know, the, the, the movie critic, um, he came out of Groundhog Day. Like, I don't think he hated it, but he was like, eh, it's okay. Right. Mm-hmm. But then mm-hmm. Groundhog Day just got this life of its own yeah, and people like talk this. about the philosophical nature of it you know like was mm-hmm. he alive for 10,000 you know like all this stuff and so he, Roger Ebert was would always re-review movies that he would like a decade later or something and he, his whole premise was movies can like move beyond what they actually are and that does enhance them right mm. the the 
uh, first time watching It's a Wonderful Life might have not been great. And you're like, you pick out all the flaws. You pick, ah, this is wrong. This is wrong. Right. But because it becomes ingrained in the culture and everything, you can look at it with a different lens and be like, mm-hmm. you know what? Those flaws with that movie. Uh, uh, Christmas Story is a perfect example of that. It completely flopped mm-hmm. in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. Like flop, flop, flop. And that's why Ted Turner, he bought all these cheap movies <laughs> Right, because nobody wanted them because they flopped, and he would just play them all the time. A uh, Shawshank Redemption is another good example. It flopped. Uh, it, a lot of critics didn't like Shawshank Redemption. Now it's considered like a top yeah. five movie of all time. Right, right. Like right. It's just um, you know, no, nobody's infallible in their right. thing. And Kevin and I are obviously not like Christmas connoisseurs. <laughs> I thought I thought Christmas with the Cranks was going to be you know the ultimate Christmas movie of all time. Right. No, I'm just joking. Right. <laughs> Or, you know, like I, I'm just seeing uh, the Princess Switch switched again was released November 19th. So who knows, Michael, the Princess Switch switched again might be the, the next the next Christmas classic. We don't know. I was I was really thinking a holiday would be a Christmas switch level. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Kevin, you need to watch Christmas Switch because it's just a I don't know. It is the epitome of a, uh, and I, I don't want to like make this sound like too derogatory or negative, but it is the epitome of a lifetime slash hall, uh, um, uh, hallmark movie. Too. Right, right, right. Like it, it looks that way. It's it's filmed that way. They they use. It's like they buy the lifetime film starter kit. Yeah, right, with <laughs> lenses and stuff. Right, everything. It's just. Right. Um, they have one editor that does all these <laughs> movies. They're like, yeah. And she's just like, I got this shit down. I'll do that in three and a half hours. Done. Right. And she's like, give, give me more. <laughs> but yeah. Um, all right. So fi- right. final, final, final summary. Holiday. Uh, watch it. It's uh, watch it. If you enjoy stupid Christmas movies, like yeah. Kevin and I do. Yeah. Um, don't watch it if you hate stupid Christmas movies right. and you're going to be annoyed yeah. <laughs> that we're like, watch this movie. It, it's a perfect, uh, sit down with your, your spouse and drink alcohol every mm-hmm. time they say holiday. So mm-hmm. Tori and Kenzie, I recommend you do that because I, you'll probably have a lot more fun yeah. watching it. <laughs> I, I, I completely agree, Michael. I, I think it was a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, it's just, it's, it, again, it kind of goes back to that. Just like in that hour and a half, you're being entertained. I mean, the the movie is doing everything that a movie like that should be. You know, it's, it's entertaining you. It's holding your attention. You're having fun. You're having even more fun if you can share it with other people. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Nice. I have one more thing to add. Uh, I thought I was being original with my holiday drinking game, uh, but I did search holiday drinking game, and this popped up on back on November third of twenty twenty. So I'm not original, everyone. Sorry. Um, I'm just going to read this. Holiday is a silly rom com brought to us for the twenty twenty holiday season. Stars Emma Roberts and Luke Bracy. Despite the negative reviews this movie got, it has some pretty hilarious moments. It's definitely worth the watch. So grab your own holiday and your favorite drinks and enjoy this holiday drinking game. So here's the drinking game. Drink one sip anytime Sloane's family worries about her um, signs. Oh, <laughs> I can't read right now. Sloane's family worries about her singleness. Jackson mentions golf or health. The mom tries to set up Sloane up. Aunt Susan has a new holiday. Sloane's sister, Abby, does something reckless. 
Abby's kids say something mature. Drink two sips anytime. There's a new holiday party. Luke pops up. Or sorry, Luke pops up. Sloan or Jackson mention a holiday rule. Sloan or Jackson come to each other's rescue. Someone says something they clearly don't mean. Drink three sips anytime. Sloan and Jackson coincidentally run into each other at the mall. And, yeah, why were they at the mall all the time? It was, yeah. like, <laughs> it was like that's all all people do in Chicago is go to the mall. Right, um, right. Finish your drink for the big cheese. I hate this drinking game because not one did it say take a shot every time they say the word holiday. Like yeah. that is literally like, yeah. Yeah, that's right. could have been so much simpler. <laughs> take a shot. C- come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think, uh, not to overdo it with the whole Christmas theme, but uh, one uh, musical artist that I remember popped up in the early, like early 2000s, um, he was a British artist, his name was uh, Jamie Colum. Um, Anyways, he released a Christmas album a couple years ago. And it popped up on my like random Christmas uh, mix. Anyways, I it like re I rediscovered Jamie Colum again. Um mm-hmm. and so this is It's Christmas uh by Jamie Colum. <laughs> of December and here come the songs I look at you and think what could go wrong cause it's Christmas why can't we all just get along let's make it happen let's make amends it won't fill your stocking if we can't be friends cause it's Christmas so why can't we all just get along everybody's crowded around the Christmas tree, digging out the best of themselves. Shove your petty differences right up the chimney, please. At least until the drums of the twelfth. Do you hear the choir singing? The bells don't stop ringing. You can stop your crying. Come on, let's make some new memories. Well, of course, there'll be laughter and tears. Bring me all of the colors and leave them right here. Cause it's Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas. All right, Kevin. I'm sure Audrey and Mike appreciate that pick. Are you ready for another? <laughs> 